Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. Let's make our way to down dog. Plant your hands and step back. Until you've got a good long stance that allows you to feel that you're lengthened from your hands to your hips. Right? And so often we step our feet back and we're like all about the hamstrings. Um, I feel like this is a book to write about down dog. It's not about your hamstrings. Primarily, this is an arm balance. And from your hands to your hips is where we're going. And if you've ever seen a dog do this, right, and you know this post got invented because somebody watched a dog stretch, right, they're sending their tail up. Right? They're lengthening their spine. What they're trying to stretch is not their hamstrings. I don't know if dogs have hamstrings. Uh, I just I have not looked into that. But what you can see and what you can feel here is hands pressing down forward, hip crease lifting up and back, and the decompression in your body from that action. So your knees can be bent. They can be bent a lot. You can have straight legs here. You will probably feel a stretch in the back of your legs. That's, that's fine. And that's not necessarily what we're going for in terms of our action in the pose. Your hands down and forward, your hip crease up and back. Make as much space as possible Add one element for yourself. Heart forward toward your thumbs. Lengthen your front body. And it's kind of amazing for most of us how much of how much space we have for that. We'll get into this posture. We'll start pressing the hands down and the chest immediately goes back. That shortens your front body. Hands down, hips up. Then pull your rib cage forward. Lengthen out. Good. There's this little floating sensation you get there. Breath in. Open your mouth, let it go. If you can dial that in, get to that down dog, that fully lengthened one each time, cool. If you can approximate it, also cool. You know, look forward to your hands. Walk forward into ragdoll. So that's feet about mat distance apart. We're going to take arms between the chest and the thighs for this one. So variation. Uh, sandwich your arms between your ribs and your thighs. And then inhale. Sit your hips back. We're coming to a halfway lift of the spine. So you're parallel to the floor. The, uh, the orchestral uh, stylings of our joints is, is happening. <laughs> Exhale, bow forward. The percussion session is fully here in this room. Probably at home too. So the... Uh, Sit back and just parallel to the floor. It's like a half squat. We're working more for the length in the spine. And then exhale, fold back. So we just need to get that one crack of the knees out. Now we're good. We'll take two more rounds of this. The inhale to sit the hips back, pull your heart forward. And then one more and pause there. 
And then take your hands to the outsides of your knees. Can you press your knees out into your hands? Yeah. I can't answer that for you because I can't feel what's going on in your legs. So those of you looking at me, you're probably doing it right, but you will feel it if you're doing it. Take your, hand, take your arms back to your legs and keep that sensation like your hands were just there at the edges of your knees. Have a moment. And then exhale, release down into the fold. Pause. Consider. If you felt something different when you pressed your knees out into your hands, you don't have to admit to it, but uh, if you did, that's a sign to watch for that each time you take a, a squat, right? Most of us, when we take a squat, our knees want to fall inward, right? It's not necessarily a problem, but it's not doing us any favors. Yeah, so we're in a ragdoll. That would mean that you're just folded, your arms are wrapped, your head's dropped, it's all good. You one more breath. Empty it out. And release your hands to you, the mat. We're going to walk the feet together. We've been in that fold for a while, so we're going to trace the hands up the legs, coming to standing, arms up the front line of the body, shoulders up to your ears, and then slide your shoulder blades down your back. So we skipped the arms overhead part. It's okay, but get here so that you hear what's going on. Right. Close your eyes, soften your face, right? And it's tough. It's tough to interpret like words into your body. That's one of the skills we're working here. Right. In addition to the meditation, in addition to getting comfortable with ourselves, in addition to the ultimate like flexibility that you're going to get or whatever it is you're here for. Tuning your listening skills, your auditory skills, is part of this. And the more we're attached to screens, the less auditory processing we have to do. And we're starting to lose the facility at that as a people, uh, as evidenced by the fact that we have captions on everything. If you've not watched Netflix without captions for a while, take those subtitles away, see if you can hear anything. But the same thing with yoga practice. Can you take information in, like really listen, process it, understand, use it in your body? It's one of the skills of a human being. Bring our hands together at heart center. <laughs> Gibson is on a sneezing jag. I don't know what he ate or drank or did, but dog sneezes are, are worth listening to. We'll have a breath in, breath out. When you inhale, reach up to standing mountain pose. Extend, reach through your ring and pinky fingertip. As you exhale, sit back, reach forward. Katasana. As you inhale, stand up and reach, mountain pose. And as you exhale, bow forward. When you inhale, halfway lift, flat back. And when you exhale, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, sit back and reach forward. You don't have to get to any certain depth, but your range of motion, sit. and then stand. Breathe in. 
Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. One more, breathe in, reach up. Breathe out, sit back, reach forward. Breathe in, stand up. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands. We're going to step back to a high plank. Knees to the mat, then lower all the way to the floor. Arms by your sides. For locust pose, we're going to squeeze the back side of the body from calves, hamstrings, upper back, back of the arms. Lengthen the back of your neck. Then exhale, slow release down. Turn your left cheek to the mat. And inhale, up again for locust. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms. Abdominals up and in, heart forward. And then release down slowly and slowly, reluctantly let go of that work. Turn your cheek to the other side. Then again, squeeze arms and legs. And lift. Slow release down. Turn your cheek to the other side. And squeeze and lift up. Back side of the body. Strengthening abdominals in so that you're light on the floor. And then release down slow. Come on up with your inhale, locust pose. This time, stay up with the upper body. Bring your hands and feet down on your exhale. You will have landed in cobra. That's great. Then release that, press into your hands and knees. Tuck your toes, downward facing dog. Breath in. Breath all the way out. Hands are pressing down. Heart is pulling forward. Resist the urge to push your chest back. Don't slam it toward your thighs. Float it toward your hands. Forward walk or lightly hop. Top of the space. Breathe in to lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out to fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, sit back and reach forward. Breathe in, stand up and reach long. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high plank. Knees down, chest down. Locust pose. Breathe in. That zip of the hands. <laughs> Exhale, slow release to hands. And feet on the floor, press to hands and knees, tuck your toes, down dog. Empty here. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. We're going to breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Breathe out, fold. 
Drive your feet down, breathe in, and reach up. Mountain pose. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms. Reach. Then exhale, sit back. Reach forward with the arms. Press into your feet and reach to standing. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out, step back, knees down, chest down. Breathe in, locust pose, squeeze. Full inhale, you go to the top, and then hands and feet down. Press to hands and knees, tuck your toes, down dog. We're going to bring this one into child's pose. Bring your knees down and sit your hips to your heels. Let your head rest and then soften the shell of your upper back. So you probably don't need to reach too far forward. Right? It's, a, it's a common thing that we do in child's pose. And sometimes we do a stretch there for sure. But for right now, let the arms be soft, let your face be soft. Throat jaw, your top of your shoulders, your upper back, your low back, all soft and body receptive to breath. That's good work. So take that work we do in locust. We're gonna bring it to the planks. Like our plank situation can always be improved by by many things, but uh, to, to really change your relationship with Chaturanga, put a little locust in it, right? And uh, that sounds super weird and uh, like a really weird re recipe, uh, but we're gonna get there. Come on up to hands and knees. And uh, we're just gonna start with, with hands and knees, right? Press your hands into the floor, draw your heart forward. The same concept we had in down dog, and it's very much the situation in locust, where you're lengthening your front body, drawing your heart forward. What's the alternative? Curling in and, uh, and the heart receding up into the chest, right? Draw your sternum forward, lengthen your front body, what happens, what just happens to the whole affect of you, and then stop doing that. And just pause for a few moments. Uh, and then one more time, so navel center up and in, like we do in locust, heart forward, like we do in locust, and in that variation of down dog, or that, that extra bonus in down dog. Right? It's more work, but you've also created a lightness for yourself. Come on back to down dog. And uh, let's do down dog where you kind of shove your chest back toward your legs. Right? We want to get away from this action in, in general, but just feel it right now. Then press your hands down. Do that little bit of floating of your chest forward. What you may notice is that your back engages when you do that. You may or may not have noticed that. Uh, but definitely front body lengthened, back body strengthened. Those things happen together. So when you come forward to your plank, press your hands down, press your feet down. And then almost immediately our chest wants to kind of cave in and go back. It wants out of there. It's not dumb. It wants out of there. But instead, pull your heart forward. Bring just a little bit of locust there. Your hands down as your front body lengthens. You strengthen, you kind of anchor your shoulder blades to your rib cage. Then bend your elbows. You can put your knees down. That's Chaturanga. Upward dog from there. Press your hands down. Your knees can be down or up. We'll all take knees down 
and press back to child's pose. Pause and uh, close your eyes. There's a lot of words coming at you. And it does take being still and processing. You don't have to think about it. You did some things, and some probably made sense to you. Possibly you had an aha moment, but possibly not. Right? This is a 90-year practice. Like there'll be days where you just get through and you just do what the teacher says. There'll be days where your body and brain make connection. There will be little steps and big steps along the way. You don't have to know what any of those are. We do have to pause, take time to process what we've heard in our body, what we've experienced. Right? It's like a conversation. Right? When someone's talking to you, you have to listen, take in what they're saying, filter it through who you are, virtually land with you. Up again to hands and knees. Repeat the process here. So hands down, feet down. Pull your heart forward. Feel that. So it's not a back bend or anything like that, but it's back strengthening. Shoulder blades toward your waistline. Heart forward. Tuck your toes. Maintain that. Rest a down dog. Your shoulder blades will move. That's for sure. Things will move. But then when you're here, do that action of sternum or heart toward your hands. So you're lengthening out. As you lengthen your chest forward, feel your shoulder blades and pull to your rib cage. Then inhale, come forward to a high plank. Press the floor, pull your heart forward. When you exhale, bend your elbows. No more than halfway down with this, but pull your heart forward. The locust, then breathe in, upward facing dog. And breathe out, downward facing dog. When you get there, there will be an urge to push your chest back. Don't do that. Pull your heart forward. Inhale forward to a high plank. Lengthen, lengthen, lengthen your front body. Right? This is just good posture, turn sideways. Bend your elbows, heart forward. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Right, this one's easy to get that whole lead with the heart thing down. Then keep it as you come back to down dog. Stretch your arms forward, hips up and back, and lengthen your front body. Good. Look forward to your hands. Walk or lightly hop to the top of the mat. Take ragdoll again. A little sway side to side. Get loose. Get loose. Yeah, so feet wide. That gives you a base to swing from. And then, yeah, just as much as you want, like... In the kids' class, we call this gorilla. They make a lot of noise. You can do that if you want. Wow. A lot of technical learning. I think the, uh, the PSA on locust and chaturanga is complete. For those of you that are growing your practice, that's a good thing to just like, be aware of every time. Same thing with that down dog, right? The flow to the chest forward. Don't ever get bored of your yoga. Don't get in any ruts. You don't have to. There's always something new to focus on. Right. And nobody does those things, those particular things, by accident. You have to be intentional to get that lengthening out. Right. 
Release your hands to your mat and walk your feet together. Press your feet down. Rise up to standing. Mountain pose, reach up. Extend. And then exhale, we'll bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Flat back, hands on fingertips. Walk your feet about hip distance apart. You're going to pull your heart forward, same jam we've been doing. Step your right leg back into a low lunge. This is a good place if you want to use blocks to place your blocks in your hands. I'm going to move. You, uh, you, do, you stay where you are. Uh, grabbing blocks for your hands uh, might help you lift your chest and get more of that pull forward. Right? Now, our body, like, gravity is a real thing. It's real. It's going to try to pull our body down. You're going to resist it. Draw your heart forward. Keep your chest up. You're going to shift your hips back to pyramid without dropping your chest. And it's going to be so tempting to drop your chest. Right? And then rock forward in the low lunge. We're going to move back and forth with that. So with this idea of your heart pulling forward, keeping a little bit of locust in this, the strengthening of the back body, right? the leading with the heart forward. Right? Nobody does it by accident. It's all going to have to be intentional. Which is good because this practice can be the same things over and over again. Approach them with some different variations. Keep our brain engaged. Right? Not so much novelty to stay engaged, but Real intentional strengthening action. We have one more of these. Heart forward in the lunge. Keep that idea. You got to flop out your long spine here. Okay, so check in. Check in. Check in. We're in a pyramid. Heart forward, long spine. So that would mean no head drops, no chest drops. You're pulling your heart forward. Press your front heel down into the mat. Flex your foot as much as you can. Toes up or full foot up. Breath in. And then breath out. Back knee down. Press into your feet. We're going to reach up Anjaniyasana. Breathe out. Pull your arm most down at your sides. Got like cactus arms or maybe W-shaped arms. Squeeze shoulder blades together on the back. And then exhale, hands down to the mat or your blocks. We're going to shift back to half monkey, God. Heart forward. Heart forward, spine in. Long through front and back body. Get breath in. And breath out. Smooth that breath now. Long, smooth breath in. Long, smooth breath out. Walk forward to your low lunge. Press into your hands or your blocks. Sit back to child's pose. Take the left knee back. And breathe here. It's okay if you've been doing yoga long enough that you have a default, that you know these poses, that you know how to go through them and not pay attention. Right? We, that, that's good. You've built some skills. Right? And, and our, our, our human creature loves that. 
it gives us a sense of comfort to have these routines in our lives that we can go through. And it doesn't help us become more present, doesn't help us become stronger or more flexible, right? Those default loops, the habit loops, right? They allow us to expend less energy physically and mentally. So in some situations, it's a good thing, right? We need things in our lives like loading the dishwasher that like we don't have to think about every single time. Some of us do. Some of us have that loading the dishwasher gene. Like it's every time it's Tetris. But uh, in this practice of meditation and movement, we want to stay out of the default. Come on up to hands and knees, then to downward facing dog. Look forward to your hands, walk or lightly hop, top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, bow forward. Right? This practice, it's a conversation with your body. It's a relationship with yourself. Treat the conversation like you want this relationship to be good. Inhale, reach up to stand, mountain pose. Right. Squeeze your legs, squeeze your arms, span your fingers. Exhale, bow forward. And breathe in, lift halfway on fingertips and walk your feet about hip distance apart. Just a little toe heel there. It's not a big deal. Left leg steps back. Is your heart still pulling forward? Have you lengthened your front body? Take all the lines off the front body. Okay, so there's uh, uh, people who know like fashion and fabric and stuff. There's no ruching on your front body. I like that word ruching. I don't exactly know what it means, but... Um, I like the word. Every time I say it, somebody tells me, oh, it's like ruching on your clothes. I'm going to look it up. So pull your navel center and pull your heart forward. That's going to stay. As you shift the hips back, pull your front body long, shoulder blades towards your hips. Okay, so you're still working that locust in the upper body. We're going to then move back and forth in the lunge. So it's becoming that action. You know, you love, we do all the time. Pyramid to low lunge. Keeping the spine and more importantly, the muscles around the spine that engage to, to have the spine parallel with the floor. Making that as your, your, your main focal point. Like you know how to rock back and forth in this. Like six-year-olds know how to rock back and forth in this. Abdominals in, heart forward, that floating of the chest. That leading with the heart. That's intentional. When the mind drifts away, you'll notice you'll notice yourself thinking about something like what's for dinner or what happened at work. Just come back to this idea of fully lengthening your front body, lightening up, drawing the heart forward. Next round, you're going to make your way back to that pyramid with the heart drawn forward. Gravity is the strongest force we got. It's trying to pull the chest down. Pull forward and up with the heart. Breathe in and breathe out. Right. It's strong back muscles that are allowing this to happen. It's shoulder blades toward your hips. Right. It's, it's using your wings to keep you up. Breath in. 
breath out. We're going to slowly make our way toward low lunge. Heart stays forward. Heart stays forward. Spine stays in. Back knee comes down. That heart forward thing is going to become heart up. And then reach up. Exhale, pull arms down to the sides. Pull your shoulder blades down toward your hips. Then squeeze them together like sliding doors on your back. And then when we exhale, we're going to release the arms here. Hands to the blocks or the floor. Shift your hips back. Half monkey gut. Again, heart forward. And there'll be that strong pull of the chest to go back. Do the opposite. Pull it forward. A lot of yoga can be like, just notice how you're being pulled and go the other direction. Is that Mark Twain uh, quote? When you find yourself in the majority, it's time to reconsider. I, I, I didn't get that completely right. He said it better. But, but when you find yourself kind of being pulled along, that's the time like, that you have become present to it. Like you're, you won. You won when you notice that stuff. Breath in, heart forward. And breath out. Rock a little forward. Pick up your foot. So no drag this time. Going back to child's pose. Or just a little drag. Sit back. Child's pose. Stay there. Breathe. And breathe out. I'm sitting up to look around. Those of you at home who are sitting up, if you're sitting up because I'm sitting up, go ahead and come back to child's pose. If you're sitting up because you need to sit up, that's totally fine. Next inhale from child's pose, you're going to walk your hands over to the right. A little side bend there. I will admit, the teacher will sometimes like opt out of poses. We just do that because we just don't want to do them. We're, we're completely like lazy. No. We just really want to see what you're doing. Make sure that this is translating well. And of course, sometimes we just sit up because we're lazy. Breath in. Breath all the way out. Let it go. Back to center slowly and switch sides. Walk your hands over to the left. Yeah, you can just move your blocks out of the way. It's all good. Like if they're keeping you in, like, yeah, you're allowed to break free as often as you want. Yeah. Breath in and breath all the way out. Come on back to center. We're going to come up to hands and knees. And uh, you're going to bring your right hand to your right shoulder and pull your right elbow toward the ceiling. So let's go to bow pull twist. So our hand or arm is in this kind of archery position. Um, and you're, you're allowed to, to be as dramatic with that as you want. If you want to pretend you're pulling a bow and arrow in your own mind, great. Uh, but hand at shoulder, somewhere around it. It doesn't have to touch, but it's right there. Now do that thing again where you pull your heart forward, lengthen your front body. Oh, yeah. Now stack the shoulder a little more over the left, a little more. 
pull the heart forward and stack the shoulder, breath in. And then exhale, slow release, down pause. Breath in. Feel the two sides of your body, left to right. There's a good chance there's some warmth somewhere. That's work that you did. It's good. You feel it. The left hand comes to your shoulder. Right? And then you're just going to stack the left shoulder over the right. And then for most of us, we're going to need this conscious action again. Draw your heart forward. And then stack again. Right? When given the chance, our body will fall into gravity. Right? That's just... It's, it's like the whole negativity bias of the brain. Right? When... When given the chance, we'll fall into that instead. You stay attentive. You stay here on purpose. Draw your heart forward and up. Draw your mind forward and up. And then slowly release down. And to mat. Pause. Feel the two sides of your body. Tuck your toes. Downward facing dog. And breath in. And breath out. You know you get to the advanced stage of yoga where you can do something really subtle, simple like that and feel a lot of stuff going on. So if that happened to you, like just know, like, oh, yeah, I'm advanced today. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Come to seated. And plant your feet. So sitting, planted feet, hands to your shins. We're going to lift up. It's a nice feeling to lift up. Bring the right hand back behind you. Use the hand to help you lift your spine up and in. And then left arm's going to go across to your right thigh. Press the thigh into or press the leg, thigh into the arm. Arm back into the thigh. So the natural thing to do, because we usually manipulate things with our arms. Manipulate comes from using the hands. Natural thing will be to push the leg. Use the leg to push the arm. Keep that. Can you keep walking your right hand around behind you? Keep pressing your right leg out. You might look at the right knee, just be sure it's still, uh, still doing its job. You could shorten the stance here. I started pretty long. That's pretty accessible for most of us, especially if you had a big lunch. Keep that out pretty long. You could also walk things in pretty tight. That's up to you. If you get pretty tight, you want to flex the right foot, reach down and catch the foot with your hand. Like that's acceptable, but... I shouldn't have had that coffee at 3 o'clock. Uh, maybe you didn't, and you can do that. Uh, the, the, holding the foot, you hold the outside of the foot, the outside edge of the foot. Your arm is on the outside edge of your leg, and your leg is still pressing your arm. Undo it. Come back to center. Hands back behind you. And pause. Breathe in. There's big, big amount of space for your breath. Take your feet out if you move them in. And then, so this is a whole twisting series. So the whole thing revolves around, that's a bad pun. The whole thing revolves around the arm going across and then the left hand coming back. So right arm across and left hand going back. And so the arm is going to stay here. No matter how much you want to grab your foot, your arm is going to stay here on the outside of the, right, of the left leg. Left leg is going to press into the arm, by out into the arm. This is like earlier when we did the knees and the natural order of things is that the knee wants to fall in. Don't let that happen. Press the leg out into the arm. Continue to like look at that until you know that's what's going on. But then, if you can keep walking your left hand back around behind you, get some more mobility there, do that. If you want to walk your feet in, that's choice. Right? The depth choice. Right? Another depth choice is to reach down and catch your foot. And then you kind of do this like step on the gas or step on the brake uh, with this foot, I guess. 
and that pulls you kind of more the twist. And I'm serious. If you had a late lunch, just don't, just don't. Really good breath in and breath out. You lift up through your chest. So is your chest moving upward toward the ceiling or is it kind of curving back? It's not a problem if it is. That's not the natural order of things. So gravity's going to try to pull you down. You pull up, lengthen your front body, especially if you're trying to grab your foot. Be sure that's not impeding the lift of your chest. If you do have your foot, go ahead and let it go. Lift your chest so you can get more. Then unwind. Bring back hands behind you. And uh, any position of the hands that allows your wrists to be comfortable. For me, it's pointing fingers kind of out to the sides. For you, it might be pointing toward your hips or toward the back of the mat. I've never seen anyone point in, but that might be you. Now press your hands down, press your feet down. Lift your hips up. Table. Breathe in. Squeeze your shoulder blades toward one another on your back. That's excellent. Then exhale. Pull your heels in the mat. Bring your hips down. Then roll slowly down on your back. And keep your hands where they are if you want a little more back stretch. Once you get down, just land. Let your body soften into the mat. Intentionally soften. Right? So that's the difference between lying down and checking out and landing. You feel yourself here. Right? This idea of being in conversation and relationship with yourself. You are worthy of being listened to, paid attention to. You are worthy of being made comfortable in your own skin. Take that time here. It's what this is for. Then we'll bring knees to chest. Back to the, the beginning action of a little rock side to side across the hips. This time, hugging your knees in real tight. Get them in there good. Just get them up towards your rib cage as much as they'll go. And then knees out over the hips, a little rock side to side with that more massage quality to it. And then that slow release of the knees that brings your feet toward the floor. Let them just touch down lightly and walk out wide. Find the edges of your mat so that the, uh, the outer edges of your feet, your baby toes, are on the floor outside your mat, on the ground outside your mat. The knees side to side in windshield wipers. Very ancient Sanskrit bows of windshield wipers. Uh, and if you want to go a little wider, like wider is going to be, uh, again, a depth choice here. We want to at least be that mat distance, but if you can go wider, like, do it. Do it and get the, the mobility that that affords. And we'll leave the knees over to the right next time you're there. Have a breath. Open your mouth to let it go. On an inhale, come on back to center. When you exhale, knees over to the other side. Walk your feet out as wide as they go. Comfortably, like no force. You just got this. A nice big positioning of the body, spread out, get breath.
undo that slowly back to center. Walk your feet to about hip distance. And we're going to extend the left leg out straight on the mat. Really reach through the left foot. Like lengthen your left side. So that, that lengthening out the muscular action is called distraction. The pulling along through your body. Then right knee comes across into a twist. And take your left hand to your right hip. Give the hip just a little support moving across. Drop your right shoulder heavy down into the floor. Take breath in. And breath out. On an inhale, come on back to center. Pause there, bring the soles of both feet to the mat. Take a moment and really center up your hips, your rib cage, your head be well aligned, right? So you deserve that time to align yourself well, right? This is yoga, right? To start a twist, right? you want to be well aligned if you want the twist to go well. Then right leg extends on the mat and reach your right toes forward. Just really, just right side gets longer. You feel the decompression there. Then left knee across to twist. Right hand's going to come to your left hip. That's way up on the, on the hip itself. Lengthen your side body by helping that hip into the twist. and Drop your left shoulder blade down heavy into the floor. If it's trying to roll up, two things might be happening. One, you may need to get your right shoulder out from underneath you. So you might need to roll your right shoulder right, slide your right shoulder right. Or two, you just might be trying to twist too far. Right? Comes a point at which... The twist just stops. Left shoulder heavy. Breathe into your side body. Breathe out all the way. Undo this. Make your way back to center. And again, soles of the feet to the mat. Bring your hips into good alignment. Bring your rib cage. Your the back of your head into alignment. And take constructive rest. Knees together, feet a little out. Bring your hands to your center line. So one hand on your navel center, one hand on your heart. Usually how that rolls out. Up to you. And then start some resonant breath. Resonant breath is about six seconds in, six seconds out really mellow in tone. So there's not a big pull, not a big push. But you're really mirroring the inhale and exhale. And that six seconds, you don't have to get rigid about it. In fact, don't, please don't. Uh, but it's just a natural human breath timing. Uh, it's the breath timing that's used in many traditional chants or as the breath timing in many prayers, how the, the poetry of a prayer is written, because it's the most easily accessible for breath. It's, it's a really pleasant pacing for breath.
you're not in the mood for any Hindu chants or the uh, rosary or something like that. It's also the pacing of uh, the police Roxanne. Uh, so you can play that in your car going home. And I'm telling you, spiritual experience to just rock out to that song. The idea is that you're getting yourself into a place where your breath most like closely matches this really natural, unhurried human breath that occurs when we're not tense, not holding on, we're willing to be in an ebb and flow of life fully. You can stay here in constructive rest, continuing to practice that if that helps your mind in this moment to relax or release out into Shavasana, just letting all of that go and coming into just that dissolved state of relaxation that we know as the, the good rest at the end of yoga, uh, but also kind of signifies this letting go of life. And so just practice earlier, the resonant breath of being fully engaged with life. And here there's a renunciation. Here there's letting go and letting good. Recognition that this life is not ours to hold. And that there is part of us that exists, that can rest here, that can know the rest here. That is able to be felt and understood without being seen or touched. Part of us that recognizes our being. Allowed to become the most central quality of who we are in this moment. When you're ready to move again, start with moving your breath to get a light through your body. It's waking everything up, all the spaces of you. And you find your fingers and your toes moving small ways there, and you roll to your right side. Pause. Have a breath. Make your way up to Sita. Land here. Anchor down and buoy up. Feel the drawing along of your front body. 
that lift of the front right, with an engagement of the back body. So you feel well supported. Your arms at the sides of you without rigidity. The shell of the upper body soft. The inner body bright. There is a strength there and it's an unusual kind of strength. It's a still, quiet, calm strength. But it's real and it is not easy to maintain. It's much easier to be rigid, but that only lasts so long and only works so well. The inner body bright, the breath moving in and out, the strength of your back and the lift of your heart. Those go much further. We're going to bring our hands together at heart center. In a moment, touching thumbs to sternum, lifting the sternum to meet the thumbs. You feel your front body lengthen and strengthen. And thumbs to forehead center. We have a moment of acknowledgement toward ourselves and each other. That was great, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste. Well done. Super cool. Thank you, guys. See you soon out there. I think Gibson is having a dream. I'm not sure what he's dreaming about, but apparently he's disgruntled. He is disgruntled in his dream. Bye. Good night, Texas. <laughs>